Welcome to hour two of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Let's get to music news. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis in the news? This is the beat. Well, well, the rumor mill is chugging along with talks of Beyonce teaming up with Taylor Swift. Now, even more country stars are being linked to Beyonce's next album. It's uh, none other than Dolly Parton. And also Miley Cyrus, who we just heard from. Oh. Okay. I like it. Back in an interview with Trevor Noah in 2022, Dolly said that she would love Beyonce to cover Jolene. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, she could do that great. She could do a great job. Miley does a great job. She does. She really does. She said, uh, she could take my little songs and make them powerhouses. That would be marvel, you know, marvelous day in my life. So now, according to a uh, reliable source, it says... Miley and Beyonce will be collaborating on a version of Jolene. They went on to say that Beyonce was impressed by Miley's cover and wanted her to join the collaboration. And if that happens, you know that sales are going to be crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, But even without Dolly or Miley on her songs, uh, Beyonce is still doing great on the iTunes country charts. All four versions of Texas Hold'em are in the top five. Wow. There's an explicit version, the acapella, the original, and an instrumental version. I saw them on music beds, like on Instagram and TikTok yesterday. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, oh, this is going to get hot. Yeah. It's about to get hot. You're this gonna song's going to be videos. great. It's just going to be interesting to see if country radio plays Yeah, a Texas Hold'em. I and- mean, it feels super country. It feels super. Con- yeah, it does. Yeah, it's, it's growing on me. It's it is growing that, on to me. me. It sounds like a Shania Twain song. I don't get that at all. You probably haven't listened to a lot of her music, for sure. Right? Can we listen to it again? See, now this already reminds me of Shania. I'm thinking of man. I feel like a woman. Yeah, you're thinking of the highly produced stuff. It has really grown on me. It's a ditty. It's a ditty. And you mentioned it. We, uh, Sarah was watching some TikTok videos of this song. Now every time she's watching TikTok, every other every other video is this song and people dancing to it. Yeah, have they, have they, is there an official TikTok dance? I don't dance know if it's an official it? one, but a lot of people are given their version of this hoping dance. it takes off mm-hmm. and goes viral yep. and that becomes the one. Will you do something for me, Mike? What's up? Will you find Nobody Needs to Know yeah, by Shania? To see if you can hear, like, the similarities. I think that's the song. No one, nobody needs to know right now. Okay. The hook of this song. Cute. With, like, the little, whoo, feels like in a concert setting. Yeah. It could have a good sing-along factor. and clapping. Yes. Don't, don't. What's this song called? Uh, No One Needs to Know. I feel like I should be at Lone Star Steakhouse, peanut shells down on the ground, getting a little brown bread. Drinking beer out of a boot. Yeah, baby. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what every time I hear that Beyonce song, I'm hearing that. Urinating into a hollowed out snakeskin. All right. Now we're getting crazy. (laughs) Oh, but who wants to do the electric, the mechanical bull? Oh, yeah. Yeah, somehow. 
Isn't it fun? Yeah, it's fun. It's All fun. Right. Thanks, I, I, I've, uh, I'm, I'm. That that Bay song is growing on me too. Mike, can you give me the Beyonce song one more time from the top? <laughs> I just want to hear like that. You know what I'm saying? I do. That's fun. It's fun. She's People are having really a good time. Good. I wonder if she wrote that song. By the way, Morgan Wallen opening a six-story bar in Tennessee. Is it in Nashville or another part of Tennessee? Nashville, right across from the Ryman. I cannot believe six how much it has grown. That used to be like a dirt road ghost town, and now it's this metropolis. I think this is great for her. I really enjoyed having an anti-position earlier this week. And now look, you've come to the other side. And now I feel like a Bayach. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. She's great. I I don't know a lot of Beyonce's music. Right. What? Right. No, I'm agreeing. Oh. Yes. I saw you clapping earlier. I mean, um, I know all the single ladies and all the big ones. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I know. I remember from Mike and I, probably back in the TRL days, remembering when they popped up as Destiny's Child, yep. and they were just all of it. But that has officially grown on me. My Monday to Yay! Friday attitude about that song has changed pretty significantly. Yay! Uh, okay, but good. anyway, real quick, that, Mor- that Morgan Wallen bar yeah. is going to be called This Bar, which okay. is a song of his. Okay. But to speak yep. to how much it has grown there, in case you missed it, Six stories tall. That's crazy. This is a skyscraper. It's probably got like, and and Nashville is not like that. Not big buildings. You know what I mean? Right. But um, maybe he's like, if it wants to be that big, you got to grow up, not out. You know, it's funny you say that because John Rich from Big and Rich, um, Music Row is like this little area that's kind of I don't know how to describe it, but it's like it's like all these little houses. Right. And each one is like, that's the publishing company. The next house over is a radio station. The next one is, you know, and John Ridge wanted to build a house on Music Row that was kind of like that, like four stories. And people were like, no, you can't do that. Like, you got to keep the integrity of the area, the neighborhood. Well, I don't know enough uh, Mm. about that area. He has a little... um on Morgan Wallen's social, you can find there is a little video. It's coming uh, summer of 2024. But, cool. yeah, it looks like it's going to be pretty big. The full name of it is This Bar and Tennessee Kitchen. Six bars will be there. Um, it's like the Mall of America. A restaurant, an open-air rooftop, and a gift shop. A shopping me, a gift area. Shop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. We'll take oh, a break. Good for them. All right. Uh, when we come back. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, liquor. Tennessee is introducing sort of a... An interesting law, but maybe when you hear it out, it'll make We'll talk some through sense. it and see if we think it's a good idea. Plus, Snoop and Dre, come on, everybody, you should be able to figure this out. They're getting together in a business venture to sell a ready-to-drink... Cocktail? Cocktail. Ooh. You gotta be able to figure out what it is. We'll give you the deets when we come back. Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, guys, it's Donna for... Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, I've learned a lot about personal injury cases in the last year from my friend Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant. And one of the things that I have learned is how something like even a low speed car accident can dramatically change someone's life. 
At Bradshaw and Bryant, obviously they can't change what may have happened to you, but they're experienced personal injury attorneys. They can work really hard to help you obtain the financial compensation you deserve. You know, a settlement isn't going to undo what happened, but it can provide resources uh, that you need for things like covering medical bills, lower, um, I'm sorry, uh, regaining some lost wages, um, future expenses for, uh, you know, pain and suffering, emotional distress, rehab, all sorts of things. If anything like this has ever happened to you, God forbid, uh, get a hold of my friend Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant. Really easy to find online. Just go to minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hello, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Shall we consider this food news? If you please. Okay. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy! Want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay, so my story, going back to Tennessee, uh, there are a couple of Republican lawmakers. Go ahead, tell me. Don't make it political. Hey, Donna, this doesn't have to be a partisan issue. <laughs> they, okay, they have introduced a bill that would ban the sale of refrigerated or cold beer in Tennessee. It has already cleared two hurdles Hurdle. in the state, and now it's headed to committee where it's going to be debated. And if it passes this stage, it will head to a final vote. So it sounds kind of strange, right? They are trying to tackle... Uh, drunk driving, and they want to reduce deadly crashes involving alcohol. Drinking and driving is already illegal, of course, in Tennessee, but open container laws do allow for those in the vehicle, other than the driver, to drink. That's interesting. Very interesting. So my thing is, what cold beer? Is it specifically the cold portion? Is it the beer portion? So, is it that you're more likely to pick it up and drink it and bend that rule if it's cold beer? Like, hey, let's stop in the gas station real quick. Yes. Grab a Miller. Yes. As opposed to if it's room temperature beer. Yes. See now, to me, I'm thinking. Your bigger problem is in the bars. 
Okay, say more words. You mean just for drunk driving? Yeah, because yeah, people go, they hang out for hours, they get in their cars and they drive, and then they put everybody at risk. I would think, I'm surprised this hasn't happened by now, but they these lawmakers are looking into putting caps on the number of drinks that a place will serve when a person cannot prove they have a designated driver. That's going to be hard to there should, We control. should have more common sense laws about that. I think so, too. But it's almost the toothpaste is out of the tube. Once we hear Americans get our freedom, we do not like exchanging or returning or diminishing that freedom. Right. So, like, that would be an easy thing to do where you could say two drink maximum. Correct. While you're out. But you know who would probably combat that the most? Who? Restaurant and bar owners. Correct. Because it's money talks. Money is what it's all about. And that's, I mean, anytime you go out, if you don't have drinks, you're like, oh, that was really reasonable. You had drinks to that dinner. Do you know what I mean? Like, it significantly raises the bill. So here's something that's interesting that you don't see here, but you see it in other parts. So my father-in-law um, uh, got married a number of years ago to a Korean woman. Okay. They live in Los Angeles and in Hawaii, but this is in L.A. And so K-Town, Koreatown okay. in L.A. We, we, they took me out to dinner. We went to this great Korean barbecue. She's making food for us right there at the table. And it's like, wow, this is fantastic. Wait, does she work at the restaurant? No. So they bring you the plate. Like the, the cookware that you need. Oh, and then cool. at some Korean barbecue restaurants, you then cook it. So you have a hot plate, like okay. a cast iron situation. It's like fondue places. Yeah, kind of okay. like that. Yes. That is the suburban white lady equivalent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the melting pot. I've been there. I know you're talking about. But yeah, so you're cooking up the food and it's great. And he said, uh, look around. You notice there were some people who would like walk up to other people and there would be some sort of like an exchange where I think that one guy would get the keys and then they give him a car, blah, blah, blah. What was happening was he said, there's a lot of drinking that happens at this particular restaurant. And I, I don't know if it's specific to Korean culture or not, but I've never seen this anywhere else. Somebody comes up, says, hey, drink, have a great time tonight. And instead of an Uber, which you could do, that person takes your keys Mm-hmm. They drive mm-hmm. you home. Yeah, there's some. There's bars another that do that. driver that then comes and picks up the driver. Yes. Okay, I've never seen this. Yeah, before. I've done this before. And it was prevalent, I guess, in in Koreatown in L.A. I've never heard of this, but it's a it's a great concept though. Yep. When you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I want one or two more. Some bars um, offer that service for free. Wow, that's an expense. It's, wow. but it's also a way to keep you drinking. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's yes. a benefit to them as well. Sure. So I've Pays done for this, itself, I guess. I've done this before, but what they do is they put a cap on the miles on how far they're going. So in this case, I lived less than five miles away. Gotcha. So I was like three miles down yeah. the road. Um, so yeah, then they let you out, and the other guy comes, and yeah, isn't that cool? Also, I guess we'll learn soon enough about um, DUIs versus. DU highs, if you will. With the legalization Mm. of marijuana, I'll be curious to see what happens with studies in terms of how that impairs someone when operating a vehicle, how they measure it. 
Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how that will all work. But like the, there'll the, have to be a breathalyzer, a separate breathalyzer, because there's DUI means under the influence of something. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Anyway. Things make you go home. Did you hear that Dr. Dre and Snoop Doggy Dog are now selling ready-to-drink gin and juice? What took them so long? Yeah, this feels like it was right there from a branding standpoint. Yeah. Of course, you remember the hit song that they had back in 1994, Grammy-nominated. They've got four different flavors, uh, gin and juice, apricot, citrus, melon, and passion fruit. Please drink responsibly. Thank you. But then it ha- it's a pretty cool logo, so it's like this all-white can. And then it says gin and juice at the top, and at the bottom is just like a low rider car in different colors with cool gold rims on it. <laughs> and then it even says in the middle of this all white can, uh, parental or wait, what does it say? Parental advisory, explicit content, like you see on albums that have oh yeah language. yeah oh that's so they put that there, which is very you know branded to their musical background. God, I remember seeing that for the first time when I was a kid. And going, what is this now? The parental advisory? Yes. And you're pretty much like, well, I've got to listen to this to see what right. all the hullabaloo Who is Who was about. it? Tipper? Tipper? Tipper Gore? Gore? Yeah. Who, I guess, spearheaded that whole thing. Huh. Anyway, thanks for listening. Donna, thank you for saying what you've said today. Your courage <laughs> inspires a generation. <laughs> uh, thank you. Let's see here. Uh, um, where j- do we get that, by the way? I don't know. Internet stores. Look it up. What am I, Instacart? I just thought it was your story. You would know the answer to the question. Thank you. Hey, man. (laughs) Very quickly, I'll squeeze one more thing in, not food related. Okay. Uh, Did you see that Jennifer Garner might be working with Ben Affleck again? I did. I didn't. I only saw the headline. Yeah, she's in talks to star in his crime thriller called Animals. His good buddy, Matt Damon, already on board to star in that. It's going to be a Netflix movie. But yes, his ex, who he was married to for 13 years, uh, might be working with him again. I don't know if Ben Affleck, no word if he's going to be in this movie or not, but he'll be directing it. Uh, But hey, maybe he'll be in it as well. Who knows? That's kind of cool that they're still on good terms. Yeah. For the kids. For the kids. Doing it for the kids. All right, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by that. Okay. I would like to see that. They could start shooting that next month. Next month is March, everybody. Stop. Hey, taxes are uh, coming up. Maybe gather that paperwork this week. you reach out to my guy yet? I haven't reached out to him. i got to find his card. Okay, I got you. I got you sure you. he's going to like... He's going to do a great job. But does he want to work with me? Yes. Okay. Invite only. He takes invite only. He lost me as a client. He'll gain you. All right. Awesome. All right, I got to go. I, I hope he doesn't think I make your kind of money. 651-641-1071. College of Pop Culture Knowledge. I want you to tell somebody that Rocco sent you, and that place is mnfatloss.com. It's the place where there's a doctor and his team, and they'll talk you through losing like up to a pound of fat a day. I lost about 25, 30 pounds in just about two months. I was in the high 190s when I started in mid-March of last year. By the time it was mid-May, I was down in the low 170s. Guess what? That's where I'm still at today. It works. You know why? Because it's time-tested methods. It's real food. It's not some weird pill that you don't know the side effects of, that when you take it and you're done, the hunger comes back. No, I learned to eat right, and I'm continuing to eat right, and I'm continuing to keep those pounds off. Like I said, if you tell them 
that Rocco sent you when you go to mnfatloss.com, you can save $200. That's Rocco when you talk to the people at mnfatloss.com. All right, good morning and welcome back. Donna and Steve at your service. On my talk 1071, where talk is fun and we play a game. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. We'll find out how smart the two of you are as we play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. The score sits uh, with Donna having a 17 to 15 advantage. What a bummer early on this season. So, Steve, you got another chance here to end the week just back by one. Or, Donna, you could uh, grow this lead a little bit here heading into the break. Uh, Today, we're going to celebrate a musical anniversary. 33 years ago today, this song. Oh, that's Bart Simpson. Do the Bartman. Uh-oh. By the way, when you said 33 years ago, we all thought you were going to play something by Nat King Cole. Because <laughs> none of us understand how right. old we are. Right. You may recognize that other individual uh, singing. Michael Jackson teamed up with Brian Lauren, and they created the Do the Bartman, which was a song from the show, The Simpsons, of course. And The Simpsons... Shot up the European charts with this song 33 years ago. You're up. So 33 years ago, this song was on the charts. Today, for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, we're going to be talking about fictional groups with charting hits. Fictional groups with charting hits. Yeah, groups that uh, either through TV or movie, they're fictional groups that Mm. shot up the charts with songs. And we've got Jamie on the line to play with us today. Jamie, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Really great. Jamie, are you a first-time caller to the Don and Steve experience? a couple times. Wonderful. I thought you sounded familiar. It's okay, good to talk. Steve, Shut up, Donna. Try. Okay. It's good to talk with you again. Hey, Jamie. I'm Donna Valentine. And I'm Steve Patterson. <laughs> uh, Jamie, what are you going to do after the game today? Going to go play some pickleball. Yes! Oh, man. Wow, Listen. That's awesome. Which lifetime are you going to? Maple the pickleball one. Maple oh. Grove. I may, I may even play with Maple Grove Leaf. Oh, my gosh. Get out of here. You guys, oh. you guys friends? Well, we're pickleball friends, I guess. <laughs> have you ever had a uh, tennis elbow or pickleball elbow? I have not. Oh, sucks. Hopefully I won't. I've had it ever since Project Down and Dirty. And, like, if I just go and, like, start lifting weights, doing, like, biceps or triceps where you're gripping, and st- uh, I mean, it lights it up the next day. My elbow hurts oh, so no. bad today. So I'm just going to say, Jamie, be careful, as I am in the middle of a workman's comp class action lawsuit. Oh, <laughs> my God. Well, I played pickleball with you guys at that intro class yeah and steve as i recall it wasn't you but the guy you were playing with whacked me right in the face with a ball what for two weeks you had a bruise for two weeks (laughs) oh my my gosh should we find this guy and rough him up (laughs) we're so sorry oh man well um Stay that was my only pickable injury so i'm good all right well tell maple grove leaf that we said hi if you see him have fun today. It is time for you to now decide if you'd like to team up with Donna or Steve. Fictional groups and their hits. With charting hits. With yep. charting hits. Uh, would you like to team up with Donna or Stevie Boy? Well, I won't be probably any help, but I'm going to try to help Donna. Yeah. Woo! Thank you, Jamie. I want to say this girl. real quick. 
Oh. And no offense to you, Jamie, You're my personally. Best I'm the underdog this season. And I just want to say, you guys all suck. All right, I got to go. <laughs> People know that I'm not as good as you are under pressure. Under pressure. All right, Jamie, yeah. you're going to go on hold. We are going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge again. We're talking about fictional bands that had charting hits. Oh, God, okay. We'll see how this goes, Donna. Yeah, we sure will. <laughs> you ready to give it a roll? <laughs> sure. We'll start with this first one here. Soul Man and Give Me Some Lovin' were two of the top 40 hits for this SNL-created group. Blues Brothers. <laughs> Tom Hanks' directorial debut came in this 1996 star-studded movie about a 1960s band with a one-hit wonder. I can't remember what it was called, but I saw it and it was cute. This Fox show about a fake band only had one season, but at least its theme song was a hit. How Do You Talk to an Angel hit number Uh, one on the Billboard charts in 1992. I can't remember. Name the show or the group because it's the same. How Do You Talk to an Angel? Oh, God, I can see what the kid looks like and everything. I'm going to need help from Jamie. I can't. I can't handle the pressure can't all right she gave uh jamie she gave one answer sounds like she needs to help with a couple other ones the first one she said blues brothers i got it, How, oh, it. Yep. you feel good about blues brothers yeah all right here we go on to the second one tom hanks directorial debut came in this 1996 star-studded movie about a 1960s <laughs> band with a one-hit wonder uh the band was it, called the wonder we're looking for the the movie though movie Oh, shoot. Um, I think it was called That Thing You Do. Okay, you're going to go with That Thing You Do. All right. And the final one, this Fox show about a fake band only had one season, but at least its theme was a hit. How Do You Talk to an Angel hit number one in 1992. I know this one, though. Any idea? Uh, I have no idea. No clue. Can I give my fake answer? Of course and you can. Count? So we'll put it's... Jamie back on hold. Okay, bye, Jamie. What do you think it is? I think it's The Heights. We'll grab Steve. All right, Steve! Steve! Meatloaf! Ma! <laughs> he literally just walked in and now he disappeared. Come on, man. Get in here. Ma! The meatloaf! <laughs> never know what he's doing out there. I know. What he, you know what he's doing? doing? He's just talking everyone's ear off. Not you, it's somebody else. Don't be an egomaniac. You know what, Donna? What's that? When you die, and I hope it's no time soon. Thank you. Let me say this a different way. Because of how you were just talking about me, and we were talking about yucking it up in the workplace. Uh huh. Yeah. When I die, people will say, "Oh, when Steve used to be alive, he would hang out and joke around and come to the water cooler." When you die, <laughs> if they don't listen to our show, they won't even know you're gone because you're a recluse and you don't talk to the people. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta talk to them. Yuck it up. Yeah, but you, there's a difference between talking and bothering. <laughs> like some people just want to. Go to work and work, you know? Listen, this isn't social hour. Our whole job is social hour. You don't see someone walking around with a tray of hors d'oeuvres, do you? That'd be nice. Change of pace, (laughs) I'll tell you that much. All right, right, Steve, you ready to give it a roll? Uh, Not great. She says not great. Let's find out. Uh, We'll uh, go with this, Steve. We'll start with this one again. Fictional groups and their charting hits. We'll start with this one. Soul Man and Give Me Some Lovin' are two of the top or excuse me, two of the four top 40 hits for this SNL-created group. The Blues Brothers. Tom Hanks' directorial debut came in this 1996 star-studded movie about a 1960s band with a one-hit wonder. Gosh, okay, pass for now. This Fox show about a fake band only had one season, but at least its theme was a hit. How Do You Talk to an Angel hit number one on the Billboard charts in 1992. How do you talk to an angel? Shoot, I gotta think of that Tom Hanks song. Yeah. 
Um, Tom Hanks' directorial debut came in this like, 1996 what would you do? start. Something's gotta give. That thing you do. Anything else? Yes! I'm just glad I got that. I think I'm gonna lose this. No, Angel. All right, let's run through these answers. We'll start with the first one, Soul Man, and give me some love in our two of the four top 40 hits for this SNL-created group, the Blues Brothers. Yeah. The correct answer. Whoa. You guys both got that one. Nicely done. I have a question. Yeah. Is that is the song, give me some loving, give me all the love? I thought no. that was a real band, right? Give me some love. Uh, it's a, uh, no, all my hugs and kisses, too. That is a different song, I believe. Okay. Thank you. Right? It's like 38 special give or me, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me some love, or, and I think is like a you know like a bluesy, got it soul man okay. older song. Okay, let's move on to the next one here. Uh, Tom Hanks' directorial debut came in this 1996 star-studded movie about a 1960s band with a one-hit wonder. In the movie, the song got to number two. In real life, the song got to number 41. This is one of my favorite movies Cute. of all time. Really? It is so unbelievably good. Really? Yes. I didn't stick with it. I started oh, it and never finished it. You need to. It's I had great. told people I had never seen it. Oh. And they were like, you have to, you have to, you have to. What's so great about it? And then I finally sat down and watched it. And it is. It's a great movie. It's, it's charming. Movie. It's awesome. It's okay. just fun. You get to live the life of a one-hit wonder band back in the 60s. It's got every big star that's in every late 90s movie. Yeah. You know, there's that group. Bill Paxson's in it. You got uh, Tom Hanks. It was actually Charlize Theron, I think her first movie. She oh, has a wow. small okay. role. Brian Cranston's in it. There's a lot of people. Liv Tyler, of course, but uh, uh, that is that thing you do. You all got it correct. Yay. Nicely done. Well, actually, Jamie got it correct. Nicely <laughs> done, you, Jamie. Jamie. And finally, we move on to the next one, the final one. This Fox show about a fake band only had one season, but at least its uh, theme song was a hit. How do you talk to an angel? Hit number one on the Billboard charts back in 1992. Donna. Had it correct. No. But after the buzzer, The Heights is the name of the show and the name of the band. Wow. This song was awesome. I really like this one a lot. This is great. I can't believe it was from a show. It only only lasted a few months. The show uh, (laughs) did not go long, but the song was on forever. I want to remember the name of the lead singer. Hang on, let me see if I can pull it up. I, I have a vision of this guy in my head. Me too. Oh, yeah. He looks like you, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Uh, oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, look at that guy. Yeah, look at that guy. Jamie Walters. Is that his name? Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Where's he today? Oh, my God, he totally looks like you with his hair. Oh, my God, it's so great. All right, All right. so with that, we are going no! to a tiebreaker. Jamie, you're back on the line once again. Are you there? All right. All right, so the three of you are heading to a tiebreaker. Nobody could get that final one. That would have been the decider. Uh, let's go to this tiebreaker again, how it works in the tiebreaker. As soon as you know it, yell at your name. Your name is your buzzer. If you're right, you win. If you're wrong, your opponent gets here. The remainder of the question, are the three of you ready to go? Yes. Then yes. let us do it. Tiebreaker today for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Again, fictional groups with charting hits. <sighs> Regret Me was the first song from a fictional band to top the iTunes charts. The album it was on was titled Aurora, and it peaked at 47 on the Billboard album charts. It is performed by this fictitious band that is also the name of a current Amazon Prime TV show it's featured in. Steve. O-Town. Dang it. That That is is incorrect. You guys get to hear the remainder of the question. So again, Jamie and Donna, you get to hear the entire question. Uh 
The show stars Riley Keough, oh, Sam Cliflin, yes. also Suki Waterhouse, Suki Waterhouse, ahead, and it takes place and it's inspired by the group Fleetwood Mac. Jamie for the win. Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah, girl! Nicely done. I watched that whole thing. Nicely done. They charted uh, their album, hit number 47 on the charts. Wow. Nice. I like that show. Nice job, Jamie. I love that show. Jamie, you're a rock star. Thank you for helping me. thanks. You bet. (laughs) Take that lead. Keep that lead. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, you just referenced it. 18 to 15 is where we sit now. Couldn't have done it without Jamie. So thank you. Hang on the line and we'll get you going to your pickleball game. All right. Steve, are you okay, man? I'm fine. You sure, man? I said I'm fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You don't look like you're fine. No, I'm fine. Okay, I'm right. happy for you. Maybe we'll take a little break. I so you can regroup. I'm just I'm feeling good right now. <laughs> oh, let's go back to old school TV. Okay, sure. On this flashback Friday. That made you happy. Mork and Mindy. Uh, you got some fun facts about Mork and Mindy and home improvement? I have a supersized version of things that make you go, huh? Mork and Mindy is featured. Home improvement is featured. Also, what do you think the most common noun used in the English language is? Huh. We'll get to that whole smorgasbord when we come back. It's Donna. It's Steve. It's my talk. Hey, man. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Mama D. Hey. Happy P. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Don't I have, ever. I'm not Mama D. Well, Although that yesterday. would be my pizzeria. <laughs> I listened to that as I was editing the podcast yesterday. That popped up. Me saying, hey, it's Mama D. And immediately it's like it hit you. You're like, that would be the name of my pizza place. It would. Well, you guess what I got Mama D's tonight? Hey, should we get a pie from Mama D's? All right, whatever, you Ninja Turtle. You got to stop with that. (laughs) I don't know what Ninja Turtle means. They love pizza. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like their only food group. (laughs) It's a good one if you're going to go for one. You know how annoying it must be to be married to me, right? Absolutely. Just based on this exposure (laughs) that you get to me, and then you're always like, are you this weird with your wife? Right. The other day, he's talking to her on the phone, and he was being so annoying, and I said, ask Lou if she wants me to slap you. (laughs) And Lou was a affirmative, yes, "Yes, please. (laughs) I think I just kept saying like, "Uh uh-huh, babe. Yeah, babe. Yeah, babe. Mm -hmm, Yeah, babe. babe." And she had started that call, because I started and was like, hey, ladies, big poppy, what'd I do? And she said, okay, (laughs) uh, I actually am pretty focused right now, though. I need to ask you something. And then I still continue to be annoying. Yeah, you did. But as I just said, Mama D, I, uh, I told her, I said, you know, I called her Big Lou, okay? Frowned upon for all my fellas out there coming to me for relationship advice. Your lady, no matter her size, does not want to be called big. And that's where women and men differ. And I'll get to that in a moment. And she said, you know, what if you didn't call me Big Lou? So now I call her Itty Bitty Lou or Teeny Tiny Lou. And I said, but I want you to know something. You can call me big whatever, and I'm going to eat that right up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now, as a form of what most people do, they just end up submitting to my weirdness. Some days now I'll walk in, and she's like, oh, here he is. Big Poppy's home. Hey, Big Steve. He's here. Wow, did you work hard today? Now that I think about it, it is patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take it. Anyway. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Whatever, Donna. It's beautiful. I found a dollar next to the toilet in the bathroom, and I'm going to keep it. Was it in a sanitized container, or where specifically did you find this dollar On the floor next to the toilet under the flusher. 
You are so much dirtier than you realize. (laughs) (laughs) If it's there, I'm sure I'm on some camera somewhere, seen picking it up and putting it in my pocket. Tonight, the John Cicada's "What Would You Do" or whatever. John Cicada. (laughs) That's what. There's a camera. No, it's uh, what's his face, Quinones. Yes. (laughs) Anytime something weird happens in public, I'm like, Quinones is here. Listen. What? You see a dollar on the street or in a parking lot, you're not going to pick it up? Honestly, and this is not a flex, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. And, well, but let me take you one further here, ma'am. If I see a dollar, Bill on the ground under a toilet, <laughs> I'm for sure not going okay, to. Let me tell you how women are different. Brittany says to me, Oh, man, I was going to go in the bathroom right before you did. That's technically my dollar. (laughs) (laughs) That is the difference between men and women. How are men the less dirty ones in this Well, we're not thinking of it as dirty. We're thinking of ourselves as thrifty. Okay. I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket with that if someone would loan me another dollar. No, you can get a lottery ticket for a buck still. You can? can? Can't you get like a daily number? Or is everything two bucks now? I think it's two bucks. Thanks, America. You could probably get like a scratch off. Scratch off, off maybe. But yeah, Powerball is is two bucks if you want the minimum. Yeah, Mega Millions, Mm -hmm. two bucks. Yeah. And now you're just holding it. Now that crap covered currency (laughs) is on the the desk that we all share. I'm going to tell Bradley next commercial. He's going to be so upset with you because you already leave crumbs. You leave a trail of like, was someone sleeping under here? You're like a busker who falls asleep in the subway station, how you leave your workspace. And now when he knows that there's a crap covered dollar bill that's just rolling around on the desk that he'll be using. First of all, I leave this area very clean. Thank you. Bradley sometimes pops his head oh, out afterwards and says, Oh, one eggshell and you're labeled <laughs> for life. No, it's like one eggshell a week. Donna, you forgot this. And he's holding up just like crust from bread. It's like, dude, relax. You know what I mean? Like, are we in the operating room? I think a crumb you'll live. God. Can you, th- hummy? Huh? Oh, things that make you go home. I don't know where it is, man. Thank you, Mike. You got it. Mork and Mindy scripts were shorter than most sitcoms because of Robin Williams' improv. Oh, that's interesting. Sections of the script would be notated with things like, Robin will do something here. (laughs) Oh, my God, I love that. Gosh, to be that talented, though. Boy, and he, you could give him a word. You think I could go for minutes without any prompting? Yeah. He, what a machine. And he, he was so talented that he didn't even sound like he was American. Do you know what I mean? The way he talked. Canceled. So fast. that No, he, I always thought he was Irish. I don't know. There was something about the way he spoke that made him sound He did have foreign. an affectation to how he presented his voice. Exactly. Only 15% of the buildings in the United States with more than 13 stories actually have a 13th floor Mm. because of the superstition. Isn't that interesting how we all are on board with that? Well, 85% of us are. That's really crazy. Taylor Swift is not. Well, you got to flip something. You know what I mean? Like 13. No, no. I'm not going to let that be a negative thing. That's now my lucky number. Oh, yeah. We did a Twin Cities live show, I'm a former local television celebrity, and there was it was Friday the 13th, and we did a bunch of things. 
Uh, I walked under a ladder. I opened an umbrella in the studio. Cracked a mirror. I think we cracked a mirror. We did all this crap. Worst show we ever did. <laughs> Coincidink? Um, I think oh, not. Donna, here, um, you know what? I'm going to skip that one. Oh, Never mind. really? Oh, yeah, no. it's gross. It has to do with feces. Oh, okay. We already covered that. <laughs> there was a video game based on the TV show Home Improvement. Mike, we got to get this. It was for Super Nintendo in okay. 1994. It didn't come with an instruction manual. It just said, quote, real men don't need instruction. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's awesome. It. We got to play that game. You know... Since you brought that up, have either of you, do you read instructions like for simple things like I have a new washing machine. I've had this new washer for like, I don't know, five years. I just hit buttons. I don't even, I don't go looking to see, oh, what's the sanitizing cycle? Yeah. Dishwasher, no idea. Car, I still don't know if my lights are on properly, if they're automatic or what. Like, does anyone read their manual? Honestly, no. I mean, I'm a no on that. Yeah, me too. It's a no for me, dog. Thanks, man. The most used noun in the English language, for those who need a reminder, a noun is a person, place, or a thing. Uh, the most used noun in the English language is blank. Wow. That's, I'm think. I'm just saying. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow. I feel like we've had this this question before. I feel like we had a variation of it as well, but the answer is not ringing a bell to me. Cat. Home. No, <laughs> oh, good one. Good one. Both are good guesses. I think Mike's guess might be a smidge better. Home. Both that's good. The most used noun in the English us, language. Don't tell us. Give us first letter. T. Time. Time. It yep. is time. Yes! Donna, nice. Nice timing, uh, huh? And it is time for Woo! us to take a quick break. Okay. I uh, just got an email from someone. Uh, Sherry says, women don't pee on the floor like men do. Grab that dollar. <laughs> what we learned in this last eight minutes is ladies are much more dirtbaggy than we thought <gasps> they were. I'm sorry. That's the truth. You toilet floor-loving okay, people. Right, Bye. Bye. Bye.